Hey, good morning. This is that time of the day or the week or the month when I decide to doff my hat at people who are doing some spectacular work out in the community right here in Mumbai city and by extension in all parts of India. I'm pleased to welcome my guests of the day, Akbar Merchant and Zaitun Ismail. Akbar is the assistant editor at Autocar India magazine. He has a decade and a half years of experience in online content development. His past has included some great tenures at CNBC TV 18 and moneycontrol.com. And one of the primary reasons he's here is that Akbar volunteers with the Ismaili Council for India as the national lead for Ismaili Civic, which is an endeavor that focuses on serving the wider community, especially in areas of healthcare and environment. Wonderful to see you. How are you, Akbar? Good, good. How are you? Excellent. Zaitun Ismail is the head of market risk at Unity Small Finance Bank, a banker with uh, 15 years of experience with Standard Chartered, having worked across London, Mumbai, New York, and she serves on the Ismaili Council for India on the communications front in a voluntary capacity and supports the community's efforts with outreach. Thank you for making the trudge to the studio, Zaitun. How Not are you? Not at all. Thank you so much for having us. I'd like to start with the Ismaili Muslim community. Folks like Salim and Suleiman the brothers, the duo, have been doing a great job at cultural proliferation. You know, they they put out a lot of these the Sufi music. But we'd like to understand exactly who you are as a community, Zaitun. Sure. So I think, you know, you've started out with Salim Suleiman, which is a great example, right? They're so iconic. We love their music. They've really carved out a niche for themselves in this devotional music space. And I think they're a great example to start with because their journey started from the community, right? So if you've attended a Salim Suleiman concert or you've watched Salim Suleiman on interview, they talk about the fact that their earliest exposure to music happened as part of the community. Their father was a very famous composer. But more importantly, he was actually the conductor or the grandmaster of the Ismaili Scouts band. So when he used to go for band practice, he used to take his children along. And Salim's earliest experiences were actually tinkering with musical instruments and kind of learning how things worked. And I think that's central actually to how many of us in the community operate. Life starts in the community, right? So your earliest experiences of being part of the community are going to Jamaat Khana, for example, which is our central community place of congregation. It's also where we pray, where we practice the faith. It's also where we serve, where there are a lot of institutions. You have a chance to kind of be involved in service from an early age. So I think that's really foundational. This link to community and to service is really how many Ismailis uh, define themselves. But I think if I were to answer your question saying, who are the Ismailis and what are we all about? I think the best way to describe it is Ismailis are bound by their allegiance to our Imam, His Highness the Aga Khan. The outside world knows him as the founder and chair of the Aga Khan Development Network. But wherever you are as an Ismaili, and we're in some 20, 25 countries globally, whether you are in Syria, in Tanzania, in Tajikistan, in Bombay, in Toronto you recognize His Highness the Aga Khan as your spiritual leader. And one of the things that he has exemplified throughout the course of his life is this commitment to service, which is kind of also what binds us as a community together. That's lovely. The Ismaili civic movement itself, could you give us a bit of a background or history? Where did that start from and how it actually started, Akbar? So Ismaili Civic is actually a brand which actually we've sort of institutionalized our acts of service that we've been doing since almost many decades now. And Ismaili Civic, the name basically started uh, where our community in Canada came forward and pledged uh, more than around a million hours of uh, service 
to the wider community and since the movement was started via this initiative and at the end of that uh, certain period of time we actually sort of you know we did more than a million hours of service and the brand was so popular that uh, our community decided to you know take it forward and uh, have it in all the other countries where our community resides and as of now smiley civic right now is uh, being active in uh, as many as 18 to 20 countries throughout the world that's wonderful you did say zaitun that the aga khan development network the akdn has its tentacles all over the world and you talked about various countries now let's talk about this global initiative and how it has very deep roots in india correct so the akdn's been in india since i want to say 1905 right this is when the grandfather of our current imam imam sultan mohammad shah established and was in india right for the period of his imamat when he was the leader of the community and he established a number of institutions the earliest and the most formative was a school actually that exists till this day which is the aga khan school in mundra which was established in 1905 and since then the akdn has expanded tremendously under his highness's leadership and there's been no looking back and its work i want to say straddles almost every sphere of human development there are about eight agencies or institutions that are here in india they're working in a number of areas including agriculture food security climate resilience disaster risk reduction education ecd i don't think there is an area of human development or enterprise where the akdn does not have a presence globally and of course it has this rich history in india and you know there are a number of very interesting programs and initiatives that were a part of you know which which i'd be happy to give you some details on lovely now you did say that the ismaili civic movement now exists in in about 18 countries or more akbar that sounds like a lot i want to now get into the micro of it what are the acts or services that you involved with under the ismaili civic banner how it began in india and what you've done under the banner here in india in particular during the pandemic which i understand was really a test of your community development yeah so the ismaili civic movement in india actually began right in the middle of the pandemic which was in the month of may 2020 where a small group of uh, volunteers from our community including myself we started going to the lokmanya tilak terminus railway station and we started distributing clean drinking water to the migrants who are actually waiting to go back to their hometown in the special trains run by the government they were called shramik special trains and we continued doing this activity uh, for about 2 or 3 weeks and since the covid was spreading like a wildfire at that time the trains were stopped at the end of the month of may and then we shifted focus to uh, the newly built uh, covid uh, hospitals that were coming up in bombay the first one being the bkc covid center which was right near my house we started distributing water over there uh, that was our first location and uh, we got very good support from the local management over there especially the dean mr rajesh dere and also his team because they were actually looking for volunteers to come forward they were working themselves 24/7 and they wanted people like us volunteers like us to come forward and help them serve uh, the wider community and the covid patients and also all the frontline workers who were actually on the battlefield at that time with covid since then the movement slowly progressed and we ended up distributing clean drinking water to 14 covid centers that the bmc was running in bombay there were more than 14 but we catered to only 14 centers these included the nesco covid center the one in dhaisar and a lot more and we also got a lot of recognitions and thank you messages from all the deans of these centers dr neelam andarde from uh, the nesco center dr deepa shriyan from dhaisar and so on and so forth and we also got congratulatory message from uh, the 
then mayor Kishori Pednekar for our work that was being done in the city of Bombay and thankfully due to the support of the local volunteers and our acts of service we were able to distribute more than 1.35 lakh liters of water in 14 centers during the pandemic and that's how it all began in Bombay that's lovely Zaitun you talked about community development i want to come back to that you're talking about your jamaat khana where you know you interact with people from the community right so this entire focus on the community itself building the community yeah how did that begin and give us a sense of that please so the ismaili community has a rich history of institutional development in india right and we are fairly well organized so you know there is of course the akdn which is the non denominational outward facing agencies which you know you know the akdn works for all right but there are a set of community institutions that work specifically also for the ismaili community and you know provide a range of services all the way from looking at early childhood education to healthcare to sports and youth development to economic assistance and advisory you know we have a small loans program so there's a a very rich history of institutions and i think the really great thing is all of us including akbar and i have some point in time not only volunteered with these institutions but we we've also benefited from them right we've uh, participated in a program taken a service for example i'm an aga khan scholar i mean my university education was funded by an aga khan foundation scholarship wow. right so these community institutions are central to it's an interesting model where you volunteer but you also participate in services from these institutions and i think if you ask me and akbar so much of our leadership development has happened as a result of being part of uh, these institutions and having the opportunity to volunteer and be part of projects where we've really had the chance to do things uh, we would not have otherwise done today is a great example right of being able to be part of something which otherwise from a professional perspective you would not really uh, get an opportunity to do so it's it's a very well organized set of institutions and an approach where the community comes together to build the community and to build strength and uh, i think that's something that uh, is really something that works well for us hmm. as a jamaat great coming back to smiley civic you just talked about some of the arduous hours that you put in during the pandemic and obviously you've taken stock now things have come back to normal but there are so many other areas to focus on plans for ismaili civic in india and how do you see the program evolving in the future so apart from the water distribution activity that we've done ismaili civic uh, as a movement globally uh, has two different verticals that we serve in the first one is basically uh, healthcare related uh, healthcare response or pandemic response because we started in the time of pandemic it is called pand- pandemic response at that time where we try and conduct uh, need based programs according to the need of the local community over there so we've conducted multiple blood donation camps in india in bombay in gujarat in hyderabad and so on we've conducted multiple health camps we've conducted uh, various food drives food donation drives especially during the month of ramzan we've got one planned for next month as well and also as far as other theme goes we have on a second theme where we also focus a lot on sustainability and climate change So the second theme is called environmental stewardship where we try and conduct events like beach cleanups tree plantations recycling drives we've got two three planned up for this year as well so these are the two main verticals uh, that we are actually focusing coming back to the need based program uh, situation where uh, you know we try and assess the need of the locals uh, in that particular area so for example uh, in the remote areas of gujarat in southern saurashtra we got a need that there is an acute shortage of blood every 2 3 months so our teams uh, on ground we tried and we had uh, tied up with multiple blood banks over there and we conducted around 8 to 10 blood donation camps in one weekend in december last year and we collected about 800 bottles of blood 
in just two days and uh, that actually while it not be a may not be a big number but it was actually a good uh, way to show that uh, we are looking for a need based event and we are trying to conduct events where there is an actual local need so also in hyderabad we did something very similar right we were speaking to the local cooperators and they said you know we really need to do a medical camp for slum dwellers because what's happened in the pandemic is basic healthcare has gone for a toss yeah. so they said can you organize something on on those lines right so we organized a medical camp in collaboration with the cooperator we had akbar how many i think about 700 over 700, 700 yeah. 800 uh, members of the yeah. local you know surrounding community who came in and you know the standards at which it were organized are a lot of it goes to the fantastic team of local volunteers we had in hyderabad sure. the level at which it was organized was so great that the local police stations asked if they could send cops and constables to come and get screened and tested at the camp which for us was really great because you know we felt like we're delivering this at a level of service where you know we have even the local community that wants to come and and participate so a lot of it is actually working with the local community with the cooperators with our local jamaat institutions also to try and see what's relevant what's the need and where can we you know where can we make a difference that's wonderful you know i wish for you that you do a lot more outreach programs like this because one is very aware of what the parsi community does for the community at large simply because they you know one is that they really go out and do the work the other right. is their marketing and, and communication skills are excellent <laughs> right so i'm so glad you reached out because at least you know one knows that these are areas that you're working in and these things help you know word of mouth outreach get the word out there yeah. and things like that is wonderful so i want to come back now to the kind of programs that the Aga Khan Development Network focuses on in India. You gave okay. us a brief glimpse and an overview, but if you could get into specific programs. Okay. And why in India? So I'll tell you about one very interesting program we do and you know we're just off the back of International Women's Day last week, so it's probably a good chance to talk about stories that are uh, focused on women. One very interesting program that's run by the Aga Khan Foundation is called the Pashu Sakhi program. Now, Pashu Sakhi literally means friend of the animal the reason i'm talking to you about this program is it's something that's got tremendous attention uh, particularly because it's supported in part by the gates foundation and it is something that bill gates himself has tweeted about talked about put up a gates note segment on and everyone started asking well why is bill gates talking about goats right the pashu sakhi program is a program that began in a single district of bihar by the akf and is now in collaboration with the government of india the government's actually asked that we scale this to another 20 odd districts what's interesting about the program is in my view the simplicity of the intervention right and i think it really shows or demonstrates about how when an akdn agency enters a state how do they decide what is the intervention that's going to work and i think with akf when they thought about this very simple intervention they asked themselves three very simple questions the first is how do we give the poorest of the poor in communities greater access and control over resources b how do we do so sustainably and three how do we do it in a way that improves the quality of their life so they realized for example that women in these poorest communities and villages of bihar the only thing that they spent a lot of time doing was animal rearing and they realized that it wasn't really working out for them because goat mortality rates in india are very high so for example mortality rates in some villages are upwards of 40% now if you speak to poor women they'll actually tell you that a goat for them is like an atm okay because it's an asset the moment you need it you have a family emergency you take the little bakri you sell it you get the money and you're able to make sure that your family is taken care of and therefore what akf did is it trained a lot of women from these local villages to be pashu sakhis 
or friends of animals, so to speak, and to largely focus on preventive veterinary services for goats. Inoculation, vaccination, deworming. Now, these may seem like very, very simple interventions, but it dramatically reduced the mortality rate for goats from 40% to 10%. And therefore, it means that you are giving the poorest of households a solid foundation on which to build their future. And if you hear the stories that some of these women have to say, it's incredible. They're talking about how they've been able to build a roof, how they've been able to send their children to a better school, how their husbands are helping out at home because they're now earning an income, right? So I think it's a very simple intervention basically saying, how do you give the poorest and the most marginalized communities access to resources that they have in their own backyard? And how do they use that to improve the quality of their life. And I think this is a program that really speaks to that. Zaitun, why does civic engagement matter so much? And uh, why the focus on partnering with other civil society institutions? I understand that's a very important area, the why of it. Absolutely. So I think one of the agendas we have for civic going forward is to work with other civil society institutions in close collaboration. So in last, uh, Akbar, was it September? The uh, blood donation drive we did with. So in September, for example, we did a blood donation drive with an organization called the Akhil Bharatiya Mm. Tirapanthi Yuvak Parishad. Akbar, you want to talk about that a bit? So uh, this event was uh, held on the 17th of September, which also coincides with the birthday of our Prime Minister. And it was an all India event. It was a major event. And uh, this Akhil Bharatiya Terapanthi uh, Yuvak Parishad guys sort of wanted to partner with us. You know, they came forward, said, why don't we do it? Collab-? Because we usually do a blood donation camp around that time of the year. So we collaborated with them. And while they had multiple locations, we were there at one location where we sort of, you know, came forward. We organized a camp for them. And we had about uh, 120 to 130 uh, donors coming in in one day. And uh, while the number of blood uh, bottles collected may not be that high, but it showed that, you know, we were actually eager and we were actually open sort of to connect with other, uh, you know, agencies uh, of different communities and come forward and serve together. I think there is a lot of willingness among different communities to partner together in the civic engagement space. And really and honestly, there has not been a time when this matters more than it matters now. Yeah, right? I mean, the time of being a lone wolf and trying to do this on your own it's is gone. It's gone. It's no, gone. Yeah. You have to be together. Also, because uh, so many times we're all just trying to do the same things, right? So yeah. they're doing a blood donation drive. We're doing a blood donation drive. We're within striking distance of each other. Why not yeah. come together and uh, do it together? So I think that's definitely a, a big part of the agenda going forward as well uh, to try and make sure that we work with other community-based institutions that have similar priorities. Lovely. I want you to actually give out uh, points of contact. Is there a website? Is there for Smiley Civic, for the Aga Khan Foundation? Sure. Are there social media handles where people can read about what you're doing? Absolutely. You know, can you direct them to anybody who's listening or watching to those things? Sure. So, I mean, the AKDN has a global Instagram handle, which is AKDN, stands for Aga Khan Development Network. The Smiley community in India has its own Instagram handle also. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook uh, as the Smiley India. The community globally also has its own website. So you can go to www.the.ismiley. And, uh, you know, there is a wealth of information there about 
who are we as a community how are we organized what are our institutions you know what kind of outreach do we do there's a lot of information that that is available there and of course if people want to engage with us find out more you can always reach out to us dm us on instagram let's yeah, say smiley civic were doing a, an activity a drive whether it's blood donation or a food drive that mm-hmm. you're planning on doing during ramzan yes uh, will the at smiley civic page have it we'll have details so we uh, yeah. at smiley uh, the smiley, smiley india, india page will have at smiley, smiley india yeah at smiley india on instagram yes. at smiley india will have all the details so i highly recommend you guys follow that and you could dm them direct message them for the details zaitun akbar thank you so much for rolling by is uh, really no, thank you enlightening conversation i learned so much about the community and more power to you thank, thank you thank so you. much thanks thank you